On today's episode of Embodied Divinity, we have Angela Rivero talking to us about the nervous system, how to regulate it, and how to become more in tune with your own body. I'm so excited about this interview with Angela because she gives us the opportunity to get more in tune with our bodies as a whole and find safety here and now. Angela is a certified VITA sex, love, and relationship coach, and she is currently enrolled in a three-year trauma healing training to become a somatic experience practitioner. She works with clients worldwide, both in her local coaching practice and virtually. As a somatic practitioner, she has witnessed embodiments, empowering and healing effects. Simply put, Angela is in awe of our bodies, wisdom, and healing power. It is her passion to explore conscious and loving ways of integrating mind, body, and spirit. Through one-on-one -on -one coaching, people can heal and regain their sense of power, agency, and erotic aliveness so they can thrive in all areas of their lives. You can find all of Angela's links below this episode. As always, breathe deep and plan on miracles. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, Divine One, Nikaila Mariah, inner child and self-mastery expert and divine channel at your service, and this is my podcast. It is my mission to guide you back into remembering of all that you are as you stand in your highest self and live this life on earth in your fullest and most joy-filled ability. It's time to stand in your power, optimize your energy, and let wealth rain down on you as you get clear on your energy, mind, body, and spirit. This is for the divine ones, the cosmic beings, the creatives, industry leaders, and stars who are ready to activate their fullest potential and live a life of purpose, peace, and wealth as we create a new world. It's time to remember who the fuck you are and act accordingly. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Embodied Divinity. I am so excited to have Angela Rivero here with us. You just heard her entire bio and while the words do a great job of concisely um, explaining what she does in this world, Angela, as I welcome you here today, I'd love to know more about just who you are and what what you kind of went through to be able to be this woman sitting in front of us today? Mm, good question. Um, yeah, so my name is Angela again, and I am a somatic practitioner. I help people come back to their bodies, and I'm also a mother, and I'm married, and I came on this journey because I was struggling myself with anxiety, and mostly due to having physical issues. Like, I have autoimmune problems and the thing is that I've tried a lot of different things throughout my life as far as like diets and things to help myself become more stable physically because it was just a lot of pain and uh, chronic pain and inflammation and things like that and so I think it was like six years ago I'm like something has to change I had to figure this out I can't live like this um and so I decided to do a Tony Robbins event at that time I'm like anything sounds good at this point, you know? And so that kind of helped me start on my journey because I'm like, I have to figure this out. I have to feel better. So that's kind of where I got started. And then throughout the last years, I've just found different ways to embody self-trust and to figure out what my body's telling me and how much we can actually help ourselves when we 
start to listen that way. I love that. I, I think I love, and I love that you had an experience with Tony Robbins. So did mine was 12 years ago and I had so much fun and it's evolved so much since then. It's beautiful. But I think the cool thing, the reason I'm so excited to have you here with my audience today is because this episode is, or this podcast is called Embodied Divinity. It's about being in our bodies and knowing we're these spiritual beings, but still being here in our bodies. And so much of your work is the somatic work, the nervous system regulation, the the really being able to feel safe. And a lot of my listeners, while they're deeper in their spiritual journey now, they've gone through a lot of trauma and hard as of all has as have we all, right? But I think the hardest part is, is when you've had that trauma, you've had those experiences, you've created those patterns and ways of being, and here you are trying to get healthier. You have these really deep knowings and feelings, but then your body feels like it's working against you. You, you feel really inspired and then anxiety hits, or you feel really excited and then you feel fatigued. And I love that your work helps, helps to heal some of those things. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you use somatic healing and nervous system regulation in your work? Yeah. I mean, part of my background is being a certified sex, love and relationship coach. So that's part of like the way of connecting to our bodies. But um, I've also been doing training in somatic experiencing, which is a body oriented therapy. And so it just helps us reconnect with that because all of us have like it's a trauma and also there's a lot of stressors that kind of get trapped in our bodies. And if we don't know that, we start having symptoms. A lot of times we feel sick and we have anxiety and all these different things. And so for me, every session is just about really starting to slowly reconnect and understand what your nervous system is doing so that you can slowly finish those patterns that are stuck in your nervous system. And so they're not the ones that are constantly making that noise that we're on kind of unconscious of hearing, right? This is just things going on all the time. Um, and so it's just really making space in the nervous system and, um, it's not always just about, you know, working on the actual trauma. It's like knowing how to create that safety and settlement within the body, right? Because um, once we start to work with the nervous system, it will actually help do things on its own once it knows what to do, once we kind of basically teach it how to actually operate. And there's so lack of knowledge what the nervous system does. And uh, so I just like working with people, like I said, listening to what their spies are telling them. And a lot of times that lack of awareness, like I said, it causes a lot of problems within us. And I don't think most of society learns about what our bodies are telling us. We're always like in here all the time, you know? And so it's just a way of journey of coming back to ourselves and our bodies are a huge part of that. And so that just is a big passion of mine is this reconnection for that. I love that. I think it's so powerful. And I think as, I mean, a sex, love and relationship coach, you are absolutely helping people. I mean, relationships and, and sex are one of the biggest ways that we activate our healing. And there's a lot of triggers present there and a lot of opportunity to learn. I noticed in, um, as I was reading through your information, you have something called the safe and sound protocol. Does that, is that something that you use with these clients? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big lover of learning and tools. Um, and that's what I also teach my clients is tools because a lot of times we don't have the access to understanding how to navigate everyday life. And at first, you know, it becomes kind of foreign to have these tools, but then I'm hoping is that they'll become part of your everyday experience where you just like know how to like engage in stressful situations, for, for example. And so the SSP is called the Safe and Sound Protocol and it's a listening therapy and it's designed to really help regulate the nervous system. 
And so it actually helps you reconnect with yourself better and the world around you. Because our nervous system's primary job is to keep us safe. And so it's always scanning for survival and making sure that we're safe. But a lot of times we get stuck in that pattern. And so that we're just always scanning for like, you know, threat essentially. And so with the SSP, it actually helps um, really come back into regulating your nervous system. So you build emotional resilience and you have that sense of calm and actually feel like regulated and safe and all that stuff. Because we all have a different meaning what safety is, right? And so, but we can actually go into our actual nervous systems and help our bodies know that it's such a valuable tool, right? And so um, it helps stimulate the vagus nerve, which is like this huge nerve in your body. Um, and so when that thing is out of balance, we tend to have more stomach, stomach issues and overall body issues. And we have a hard time connecting with other people because again, again, we're always uh, scanning for threat. And so it's just supposed to help us become more resilient, more regulated and more calm and actually release some of that anxiety that has really a grip over us a lot of times. So it's a really cool tool that I always like to add into my sessions because it helps us dive deeper into healing also faster as well. So. So what would that look like if a client were, you know, feeling all of that hypervigilance and, and lack of trust in their environment and they came to see you, what would that look and feel like to go through that with you? Yeah. So, um, one of their big things for the person who created this is that like safety before sound. And so we always want to make sure that we build a connection together, but so you actually listen to actually filtered music. And so that's what this SSP is, is that it's uh, five hours of listening. And so we wear, you know, headphones that don't have any noise canceling uh, ability in them. Um, and then between listening sessions, we also do somatic practices. So things like breath work and, and even like self-touch, just a little small things to help um, connect with our bodies again. And so you don't, of course, do five hours of listening in one session. You do it throughout at least, you know, five or six weeks. And typically I work with people where they do two sessions a week. And so they listen to this special music and then that helps start to shift things. And then even as you continue and you're done with the SSP, things start to continue to shift because you're really, like I said, helping your actual nervous system. Um, and so it's such a beautiful tool, like I said. And so that's what I do as I kind of combine the things I've done with my sex, love and relationship coaching, somatic experiencing, and then also with this, you know, safe and sound protocol. So it's all about coming back to feeling settled and safe within your own body. And to be able to feel safe and settled in your own body is, is huge. I, I think that a lot of times, and for me on my own journey, because of my trauma and abuse, I had this, like I was saying earlier, this, this super hypervigilance, and I was so great at reading people, but I didn't realize until I started to feel safe that I had never felt safe. But what ended up happening for me is the more I started to feel safe because that story was still living in my body. I didn't know if I should trust my new knowing or if I should trust what my body was saying, because my body was saying, you're not safe. But my mind was like, yes, you are. You have money in the bank. You're not in this unhealthy relationship. Your kids are fine. And then my body was still freaking out. And so it was so hard to really embody that trust for myself. And for a long time, I was paralyzed and not able to make decisions. And I know this is a huge part of trauma healing. What, what would you like speak to that kind of situation? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the biggest thing is like slow is fast because, um, we're so bombarded with like go big or go home as far as like how we 
engage with everything in our lives. And so, um, again, slow is fast, meaning like the more we can like slow down and take little steps at a time and make that space with our nervous systems, we start to feel different. And so it's not going to happen instantly, but this program particularly helps it. But um, I know that for me, I also had a lot of that kind of stress energy in my nervous system and I had it from childhood as well. And so it was really hard to feel like calm um, and regulated. And of course I didn't have that kind of verbiage when I was younger. I just like, I'm like, I'm feeling like hell and I feel bad all the time. Um, and so a lot of times when we do these kind of sessions, um, it's not just, we go dive right into the trauma. We also teach our bodies a lot about like what feels good. And maybe it's not even what feels good yet. Cause it's so much stress right now, but it's like, what feels less bad. And so when we can start to like be in those moments, then we can start like actually feeling, oh, I know what that feels a little bit. And then we can dive into a little bit of the trauma. And so it's like, like a pendulation, right? Where you go back and forth. Um, and so it, a lot of sessions begin with just learning like where those little moments of like safeties in your body that are cues of safety. And that's different for every single person. But the more we can do that and find that also the things that feel less bad, then our bodies can start to learn what that means. And that's how you build trust. It's not like an instant thing, right? It takes choice and devotion in my opinion, right? It's like, I know I need to do something. I'm not exactly sure what, but I don't have to have the journey mapped out. But I know that I love myself, even if it's parts of me that I also hate myself, right? Because a lot of us have a lot of negativity for ourselves, but I can make that choice. And then I can find those little moments and trust that if it's, I go slow at it, it will actually be faster than I think. Because um, since we're so used to pushing through everything and like bulldozing ourselves and criticizing ourselves, we, we start connecting to our bodies in those little moments and actually like embodying like what feels like I said, less bad, eventually becomes feeling better. And then that's how I feel like you've been embodied self-trust. So it's not like a quick process, but if you start doing it, it starts to shift your life a lot. So. It feels so compassionate to say what feels less bad because mm -hmm. I know like, especially with toxic positivity, so prevalent in a lot of the spiritual teachings, it's like, sometimes when you're in that shit, you can't, you you can't reach for a better feeling thought, but you can reach for something that feels less bad. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes when people are so overwhelmed with their, their darkness and those lower vibrational feelings, they're like, I don't even know what a positive feeling looks like, but I know what feels less bad than this. That's so powerful. It's huge. Cause like, it's, can just mean like if you have a lot of tension in one area that you notice in your body, but like maybe one area feels a little bit less tense, you know what I mean? So like if we approach it that way, then we give ourselves so much space and like compassion, like you said, to uncover things. And we got to work with the things that feel really hard as well. But like if we only work on the things that feel hard, I feel like we get stuck in crap then, you know, and like we need to have these like compassionate moments of exploring things that also feel less stressful and it's like these little beautiful moments that happen and things start to unravel as we do that so it's not about perfectionism at all you know I feel like self-trust is about knowing I like I've chosen something and that I'm learning and then because I'm learning if I have a trigger or make a mistake I'm like oh well what was that what was that telling what does that mean what is my body trying to tell me and then from there I'm like okay I can have more self-compassion and more kindness to myself and like I said, it's all a practice. It's not meant to be like, oh, I know all this stuff now and therefore I'm awesome for the rest of my life. It's like I'm building myself a toolkit. And then because I have a toolkit, I can navigate these stressful things in life and uncover the things that I haven't 
even known that they were under there that didn't I didn't even know existed right so I feel like just being kind and slow <laughs> yes I always say big deep breaths and baby steps <laughs> I like it I like it <laughs> so what for people who are listening who maybe don't even know what nervous system dysregulation looks like how does it show up in the physical body well, it can be, like I said, it can be physical symptoms. Women tend to have more autoimmune things than men do. Um, I think it's just because of a lot of years and decades of us not speaking up for ourselves and, you know, dedicating our lives to also our own devotion of love. And, um, but it can be, like I said, anxiety, which, you know, it can be depression, um, can be having more prone to um, have more um, addiction, things like that a lot of shame in ourselves and so it could be a lot of different messages that we have within our bodies and also on our thoughts and we have an autonomic nervous system and um so the sympathetic nervous system it's um our fight and flight so we're, of course we're all meant to have that it's part of our survival and we needed that especially back in the day when we actually had actual predators coming after us but you know as you know we've had a shift in that so we don't have like as regular predators like a big saber tooth or something um and so the thing is we kind of get stuck in that like sympathetic energy. And then we also have the parasympathetic part of our digestive or actually it's our rest and digest part of our nervous system. And so we want to come back to that, right? So we can actually rest and digest, but a lot of times we're so stuck in that top part, but then, so you can almost like imagine like a little boat riding down the river. And so we all go up and down this part, right? So we go up to sympathetic. We have to, you know, we dealt with the moment of stress, but then we're supposed to come back down. Right. And that's part of the normal part. But then, but then sometimes we like so we get really stuck up there, or we it's too much, and then we get stuck at the uh, really down low, so we're really depressed and like everything feels really heavy. Um, and so, if you start to understand like kind of what that's doing, that it's normal, but also if we're really stuck in these cycles, we're in like basically a trauma vortex. We just can't get out of it. We had the same patterns over and over, and a lot of people tend to have digestive issues. Right, it's one of the big ones. And so if you think about it, if you're always stuck in that parasympathetic, you're not going to rest and digest. And so that vagus nerve plays a big role because it uh, it's like your automatic pilot in your body. And so it helps you regulate your heartbeat and many other things that we don't have the conscious, you know, having to do anything to do with it. Right. And so it's just really important to know that our nervous systems just get stuck. And so it just takes time to understand what's happening and then slowly kind of unwind that so that we can sail a little bit more smoothly down that river and know that, yes, we'll go up to that kind of stressful, but then go back down and that we can have those kind of cycles. But a lot of times we're stuck in cycles and we can't have the normal little flow down the river. So I don't know if that answers your question. But. Absolutely. Um, because it gives, it gives language to what people might be experiencing and then they can come back to that awareness and take some of those steps you talked about earlier, like the the breathing, the sensate touch, the, the regulation aspects of it, but you have to first be aware that these symptoms I'm experiencing are a dysregulated nervous system. Yeah. And I think it's powerful to have that information. I, I love that you're a, a health, a sec, sexuality and relationship coach. And you're talking about all these things, because for me, as I was healing my trauma, I did two things. Uh, before I became balanced. First, I was hyper fixated on my sexuality. It was the way that I filled everything in my life. It's the way I felt loved, valid. It's the way I felt in my body. 
And then as I healed and started to notice some of the trauma, I got super closed off to anything sexual. And then I closed myself down. I wouldn't let anybody touch me. And when I found the healing, I was able to have a really healthy balance between not only healthy touch towards myself, but Mm -hmm. open to my sexuality with others. And I wonder how you, how you use sexuality and how you allow, um, how, how you teach your clients to really have that healthy outlook on sexuality when they have a dysregulated nervous system or when they're healing. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, sexuality can be a big taboo and like a hush hush in our culture, even though most of us have sex and all that kind of stuff. So it's like something that we have to address. So I always feel like that's part of the reason I chose it is because we can't keep bypassing a huge part of who we are. And so that's part of that. But um, again, it comes to slow is fast. And so um, when we've been overriding our bodies for a long time, especially when it comes to our sexuality, you know, we don't ask for what we need. We don't necessarily even know what feels good in our own bodies, right? Because either we're like numb to it or we just kind of push past it, right? And so it's about, again, starting to listen to what our bodies are saying and finding what feels pleasure within our own bodies. And that takes a little bit of time, but I know that once we start to create that kind of relationship, it's really life-changing, right? Because it can have so much shame for us to have anything to do with our sexualities. And, um, you know, I'm more like the Tantra part of sexuality coaching. And um, so there's a lot of spirituality, but a lot of breath work and sound and movement and things that we don't even know how to encompass in our bodies. We haven't been taught to even like, understand what our bodies does and how our anatomy works and our sexuality works. And so um, I know it's can be hard to start with, but I also know that a lot of my clients, we start with this regulating stuff and finding little things that feel good in our bodies or less bad. And then, then we can go into those other things that become more clear about like what we need for safety for our sexuality, because we all need different things to feel good and to thrive in our sexuality. And so we can create that roadmap for people so they know how to navigate it and feel good within themselves and feel safe and know how to ask for what they want with any partners. Um, and so it takes self-touch to some degree as well to like creating relationship with our own bodies again. So that's kind of how I do it. Just against uh, safe and sound and slow and connected and no rush. What would you, what would you say would be the very first my light just fell. Sorry. <laughs> Love it. I've got jittery legs, so they're flailing out in front of me. What would you say the very first step would be to take for someone who is trying to get a better relationship with their sexuality? Maybe they didn't have any knowledge before. What would be the first step for you? Hmm. Let's see. What would I recommend? Um. Well, so I, I wouldn't even recommend that it's like have to think about it as approaching your sexuality, but approaching your body, coming back to your body, which can be really terrifying for a lot of people if they've had trauma. So it's just getting support for that. And once you start building relationships and learning what cues of safety are within your own body, then you can go into that particular part of your relationship with yourself. But there's a ton of people who talk about Tantra and sexuality and anatomy. So as you do this navigation of this uh, body work, go and follow people that you get inspired with who actually talked about how your body works and all these beautiful parts of yourself. And so I love 
knowledge and learning. And so slowing yourself down and just be, you know, knowing that it's going to be a journey that you're going to have to take and that there's no perfectionism in it. Just be kind to yourself and start to learn things and access things that maybe you haven't learned before. And that will start helping be like, oh, oh, you know, so like, you have some fun with it. Be curious, you know, and be playful. It doesn't have to be like sexuality <laughs> or like deep trauma work, you know, like there has to be some lightness and playfulness and curiosity in our work and how we approach life. Cause nobody wants to do things. If it's like, it's so hard and heavy, like there has to be play and has to be fun. And so approach things with curiosity. That's my suggestion. Mm. I think it's so important for us, especially as women too, to know how our bodies work and to enjoy them. There's, um, I don't know if you've ever seen Goop Lab, but there's uh, the the third episode where it talks about hum- uh, women's sexuality and the orgasm. I actually watched that with my daughter when it first came out a couple of years ago. And it was so powerful to see the paradigm shift and me going from never, I never had one conversation to this day with my parents about sex, about mm-hmm. orgasms, about how my body works, good or bad. And so to sit there with her and literally watch the, this and, and see into the human anatomy and witness a woman having an orgasm on TV and, and being so open with it and, and understanding all of the anatomy in it it was such a paradigm shift for us, for our relationship, for her relationship with ourselves. And I love that you speak on getting to know how the body works, what you enjoy and feeling inspiration by it. Why do you think it's, it's such a a weird thing for us to talk about? Because we don't talk about it. (laughs) I don't know, like, I don't know where it started from, maybe more religious backgrounds. I don't even know, but like, we just don't talk about how our bodies work we don't even really hardly talk about how our periods work um and so a lot of people are like oh crap I'm bleeding what's happening to me you know there's just so many things that are just so unexplained um and so I don't think our parents know they didn't get taught and so they don't tell us and then we have all these weird names for our body parts and we don't actually know our anatomy and like a lot of women hate you know their vulvas and their pussies and all that stuff and so it's like the more we can even get curious about that of like okay am I actually dirty and gross is it this a bad part of me or I'm like who told me that like so I guess I get curious and be like hmm that doesn't add up why would our beautiful bodies have some part of it that's not okay like it doesn't make sense to us you know so like um even like there's I I can't remember what it is now but there's a woman who does like these special art uh drawings of vulvas to help people reclaim how their bodies look because our bodies don't all look one way but we're told that by pornography in different ways and so the more we can get curious again about like, how does our body look? And like, what, like, oh, other bodies look like this too. Oh, this is fun. This is cool. So just start the conversation. And so sometimes we can't start those conversations with family and friends, but sometimes we can, if we bring it up, especially with friends. And um, so talking about it squashes shame and learning about it from other people who are maybe more professionals who actually teach this stuff, who have passion. So like I said, all those type of things, I think sparks our curiosity. And then we start understanding like, oh, hey, I'm beautiful. I'm normal. I'm amazing. And, you know, normal. (laughs) So it's just, I love learning. And I think that helps us navigate the things that are so unknown in our society and making that choice of like, this is what I've been told, but is that really what it is? Is that my truth? Yeah. And it goes hand in hand with feeling safe in your body when you understand that you don't have to look the same or even 
operate the same. You're not going to have the same kind of orgasm. You're not going to have the same kind of smell as any other human, Mm -hmm. right? And it's still okay. It helps us to really come back and own our own bodies, our own sexuality, sensuality, and even allowing ourselves to find that safety so we can regulate our nervous system in those kind of taboo moments right (laughs) yeah I mean nobody who's like has to go and do these deep dives into like uh, nervous system how it all works but if you at least start to know like the basics of what's happening that's usually good enough you know and then you if you get curious go I always add more to your information same thing with sexuality you don't have to deep dive necessarily instantly into it because be like whoa it's too much but like 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 I said slow is fast add these little moments of curiosity about how your body works and how your nervous system works all those different things it will start to feel actually really good in your body too you're like oh I finally start to kind of get it and then once you start getting it here then you can start to kind of feel like those sensations in your body too like oh so it becomes you know of course we need to use our minds to some degree right I'm not saying that mindset isn't important and knowledge but I feel like we also must start to feel it in our bodies and that happens when sometimes when we start to get that education and that knowledge and so those kind of start to go together and you're like, I feel so much calmer and better. Cause I'm like, I understand now where I, I feel like self-compassion. Cause I didn't understand that's part of what I was experiencing or what I thought about those things. And so it's a lot of reclamation on that aspect, I think. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm so glad that everybody had the opportunity to hear your words today. And everybody heard in the, by, in the intro of all the, um, you have all of the links and all of the ways to contact Angela, but I would love for you to explain um, how you work with people and anything else you want them to know as we wrap up today. Sure. Yeah. So um, if you're a local, I do women's uh, circles and also I do one-on-one with the somatic work with sexuality work and even the sound safe and sound protocol but I also offering a group SSP because it's more affordable to, affordable to everybody. Um, and it's a way to like start accessing your nervous system without having to do a lot of deep processing, which is really fun. Um, and so people can find that stuff on the and on the website. But I usually do small groups of safe and sound listening and also little practices of somatic work to give you the tools to navigate your life. And so that's how I work with people. So group and individual. <laughs> Thank you so much, Angela. It's been such a pleasure to just hear your words of wisdom and get a little bit more knowledge about the ways that you can help people and how people can understand their own nervous system and feel safe in their body. So thank you so much. It's my pleasure. To everybody listening today, check out Angela. She has all of her links below this episode. And as always, breathe deep and plan on miracles. Thanks for listening, Divine One. It truly has been an honor to guide you deeper into yourself today. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to create a ripple of support for my podcast, please share it with your friends, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. You can find me on all the socials by searching Nikaila Mariah or checking the link in my bio. As always, breathe deep, plan on miracles, and know life's about to get a whole lot more magical.